0: If Maury supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts.
1: Blah blah blah. The blah Send blah. Sending out good vibes. And the blah blah blah. Good vibes. blah blah blah. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Underneath breaths
2: of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection, and put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track, shivers or vibrations and stuff like that.
3: tax dollars had been paying for genocide and all of these other things over many years i would probably spend a serious and well i did spend a serious amount of time in a state of real repentance about that i cried about it a lot okay guys welcome
0: back to the america show we or g only is going to be talking to Greg Paul of the Sovereign Way. A little bit later, I wasn't here for this one. Was this one over the pond or something? Why wasn't I here?
2: Yeah, he was over. The, it was one of those days where I had a couple interviews scheduled over the pond, and, and you were pretty busy. So
0: it was yeah. that same day where I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize way, yeah. it in the schedule and just yeah, sid- sidetracked yeah. the whole thing. So, so you're you know, solo. That's fine,
2: every once in a while, at least I can do that now. You know,
0: you can hold up the fort like you're doing down at CAC right now
2: doing that down in soap lake washington with randall carlson and the gang brothers of the serpent ben from uncharted x yeah it's it's fantastic we're traveling around the scablands and we're blowing people away randall's blowing minds
0: dave matheson this week
2: dude this bit yeah and brandon powell was here last week dude the weather's been in, in i couldn't believe today somebody asked me about the weather I look today it was 31 32 today
0: Oh yeah, it's supposed it's like to go summer, up to like a
2: hot summer day, man. It's, it's supposed to go up to twenty-eight
0: here or something this week.
2: Yeah. So the whole day has been like usually twenty-four, twenty-five during the day. We stop, take some swims, check out like the dry falls, Grand Coulee and the Moses Cooley and the Step Butte and the Palouse Falls. Like it's 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 been it's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the good people are amazing. People are coming back for like they they were at, at other events with us and they're coming back. Um it's,
0: it's great. You guys yeah. have the, well, the new moon was just on Saturday. So are you guys doing star stuff tonight with Dave? Oh,
2: that's right. Yeah. we uh, Well, Dave, yeah. We got to do star stuff at some point. And yeah. it's
0: like the brightest Jupiter has been in the last 100 years or something or
2: 60 wow. years. Wow. Tonight?
0: Tonight. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. crazy that's on the amazing.
0: weekend already, but so I read something today that said tonight's the brightest of all. Okay.
2: I'll mention that to Dave. Make sure he's on top of that. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been, it's been great. Um, we're looking forward to doing more events and stuff and people are, people are digging it.
0: Well, we have people can jump on for magic on the mountain coming up in February. That shit is really starting to fly off the shelf with uh Brandon Powell, Owen Hunt, Joe Roop, Greg Carlwood from the higher side chats. We're going to have Greg on the show here soon. Oh, and, good. Uh, yeah. Did I not tell you that yet? I'm meeting to text you to tell you to connect with Greg, because we'll do like a, oh. <laughs> a little class. You just I, set I, it
2: up, and they get me to fill in the well, details. No,
0: well, <laughs> yeah, because you're the booker. <laughs> you took over that role, so I don't want to step on your shoes. So I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll get Graham to text you, and we'll set up the show. And uh, because I think there's got to be like 30, 25 or 30 spots gone for that now. Out of probably 50, we might bump it up to 60, but... It ain't gonna last long. If you want to go get a ticket, contact at the dot You can just put down a deposit, hold your spot, five hundred bucks. It's not bad. So I didn't get an antelope with my bow, and now they're done ratting.
2: Oh, what? That was fast.
0: Yeah, that's it. No more. Did bucking. you go out
2: again? Did you go? Out I went again out in several
0: travel? times. Yeah, I went out last Monday and Tuesday. Did
2: you Did you get into? Did you try taking any shots, or did you get close? No, again?
0: I never like, got oh as close God. as I did that one time. So I but I did on Tuesday when I went out I shot a rabbit with my bow. So I got oh, my first kill.
2: I saw that. I saw that, dude. It's it's like a, But you just had pet rabbits, dude. How can you just go out and kill a rabbit when you just had I pet ate rabbits it. I, I, made rabbit it. I made rabbit stew for. Rabbit stew. Coming right up. That's right out of the holy grail, did you know that? Rabbit stew. Coming right up. Really? Yeah.
0: Have you ever had rabbit stew? No. Huh. Well, it was pretty good. Oh. And it was like a campfire rabbit stew too, so it was even better.
2: Yeah, that's probably the way they make the the night of the Holy Grail was trying to make it too, probably big campfires. Yeah. But he got killed, the rat, the rabbit chopped his head off, I think, chewed his head off.
0: I needed a first kill, so that'll do. I'm still going to go out and get an antelope with my rifle on the weekend, Sunday. Sunday's the day. I got my arm mm-hmm. on a certain buck who I wasn't able to get close enough to with my bow. But now I got his number with my rifle, and then I'm gonna go down, <coughs> down to the uh, to my deer spot and try and get them with a bow for a while. Huh. Yeah, because I think I could get a deer when it's not rotten. They're a little easier to sneak up on in those coolies.
2: Oh wow. Hmm.
0: It's pretty hard to sneak up on something. Oh, Just it's, in the open I period. know, dude. It's, and I this have is that a decoy.
2: This, is a, this must be like a whole different thing of hunting.
0: Yeah, I have that decoy, but rifle season starts, I think, today. Yeah. And I don't want to get shot because I'm sneaking up behind a decoy and some dumbass.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine that. Huh?
0: <laughs> That's how I go down. I get shot by a hunter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> your dream, your dream almost, your bad dream from when you were like nine years old almost kicked you. You no, know, it wasn't a growl, it was a bang. It was a gunshot. <laughs> so, are you talking? Are we having Greg on the Outlaw or Outlawed show or other show? Didn't or we already have
0: show? him on Outlawed?
2: Well, I'm asking, like, what the plan is for the, you know, that you and Greg talk about. We didn't, coming on no, again. We didn't I'm asking you, but what, what am, am I supposed to schedule here? I need I'd to say know this show, sort of
0: the regular show.
2: On. Okay, all right. Okay. Greg. Greg on the so, reg. I mean, this is speaking of Greg. This is a good chat with, with Greg Paul about the Sovereign's Way. He's he's been through this for decades, right? This whole freedom movement and all this stuff. Um, he's he's um, it's kind of gone all the way around to a spiritual thing. In 2017, he created the Sovereign's Way Academy to help people learn how to step into their true, authentic sovereign self and become their own master in every way. So, this academy is an online learning community hosting a sovereignty training program directly from one of the originators of the world's largest sovereignty movement. So, he's also a prolific writer, sharing a blog with insights on his personal sovereign path and his inner journeys. So, it's um, he's kind of like had years of personal exploration living outside externally imposed money, government, legal, and other systems. Um, it's it's co- it's kind of about the law of mankind, but it's it's almost simpler than all these other things that we've been talking about on the show, like common law and all this all this other stuff. This is kind of more simpler.
0: More simpler.
2: Yeah, more simpler.
0: Is Kyle there yet?
2: Yeah, yeah. He just showed up. Hi, no. Kyle. He's not here. Here, he's not in the room. Here. Oh. So, yeah, and uh, do we want to tease the other thing
0: coming up? Oh, or? the DB Cooper thing. Well, I've been trying to tease uh, it for a month, bro. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I
2: just didn't want to cause it. I didn't want to cause
0: a a ruckus. A,
2: a ruckus, dude. Because I'm a, excited. This is, a, this is a, dude. This is. A, there's a. We don't want to get sucked into the Cooper vortex. I do. You know, I vortex. do. I'm kind of no, like. Wanna, no, we, dude, don't, we don't. We don't want to. It'll change everything. We don't want to. We just. Well, we're not going to become a DB Cooper.
0: We're going to have a third podcast, at DB. <laughs> but
2: dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's a, a rabbit con, hole. There's a Cooper con. There's a rabbit hole. There's a Cooper Vortex podcast already. There's a whole thing, and they've got like there's like 30 different books and suspects. And I mean, this is an intense community of, of
0: what if the shoot armchair, gets verified?
2: Armchair sleuths trying to figure it out, right? What if I'm... the
0: shoot gets verified while we're there,
2: dude? I'm telling you, this I mean, this is really interesting. The, the angle, this has got to be like
0: the, the most, like I would say, like cutting edge thing we've done.
2: Well, I don't know if cutting edge is yeah, word. Yeah. Like well, the word, like the most like. Yeah, yeah. We were trying to do, we were going to do something else like it, but I, th- I don't think it happened. I remember we were going to go out and do like interviews, live interviews for something. But
0: Oh, well, we but did yeah, Jamie Jan over that time downtown.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was more. Yeah, there was more we were going to do it. But this this but is, this gonna is, gonna is way more exciting. Out. And this is a big thanks to Brandon Powell. And I mean, do we want to talk about who it is and stuff? Or do we no, let's tease, not get like, that far. Let's, it? let's
0: not tease that much.
2: Okay, okay. So, but big thanks to Brandon Powell who's kind of helping us out with this, setting it up and, and we're going to go, we're going to go interview this, this, well, what we think the is the, the, yeah, real, give him the, the real DB. The sun. We think he, Yeah, and, I, and I'm thinking of, I, th- I think I'm agreeing so far from what I've learned and researching this, I've been listening to a little bit over the last couple of weeks and I think this is the this is the real it's hard
0: you know, McCoy, to fucking yeah. not believe it. It's a real McCoy. I'm telling you it's hard to it's hard to not think so. So the gist of it is that we're going out into the field because for reasons we won't get into yet, the son of the infamous D. B. Cooper has been unable to talk about it because he didn't want to implement some people. but now that's all that's all done. So, and there was like some lawsuits and stuff like that. But now he's ready to talk. And just because we just happen to fucking luckily know some people who know some people, we just know the right people luckily on this one. It seems like we're going to get. A bit of a scoop. A a scoop. Is that a scoop? Is that, I was going to say it's because it's not an exclusive, but it's a scoop. It's not
2: an exclusive, but it's. Because other people are going to get it all
0: eventually, but we get to be first.
2: And somebody else has already sort of done some work on this.
0: Someone too, else is pretty on the ball this, and yeah. he's coming but to the, watch. But the,
2: cool, but the cool part is, is that this is outside of like the documentaries. They're all glossing over all this. This is like against the, the narrative, of course, which makes it super fun for grim Erica, right?
0: Yeah, it's great. This is great. Yeah, And yeah. I think it's the real D.B. Cooper. And there's a real chance that it, it could be proven by the end of the year. Proven yeah. right. You know what? Our first guest was proven right. What did it take? Yeah. Six years. Six years before yeah. they came out and said, "Efrain Palermo, from yeah. Grand America, episode one was actually correct."
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, we're doing that. We're going down. Well, we're going down to the southeastern United States, down to Virginia for a while. Um, October in October, October sixth to tenth ish, for Canadian Thanksgiving. And we're gonna to get to shoot up some badass guns too. And you know who else is gonna be there? Is Mark England. Oh, cool. That remember we had him on the show about. Yep. Yeah. It's gonna be a great weekend. I think Bill Shell will probably meet up with Bill the Shill.
2: Maybe and Mike.
0: Maybe Mike people Salvatore. Might know,
2: people might some of know, know some of these people from the chats. Yeah. Salvatore. I'm gonna meet up. I'm gonna go back east and meet up with Salvatore and Peter. Back east. Yeah, back east. Well, so, we're, I mean, I'm we're pretty back, back, back east. I'm, I'm we're like two time.
0: hours from the coast. This will be as far east as I've ever gone. Well, well no, yeah. Newfoundland, I guess, would have been further.
2: And I'm killing time down here because I didn't want to travel back across the border. But I mean, I could have done it. Now that uh, Canada finally waking up and getting rid of some mandates, this. Well, you could
0: still do it if you want.
2: Drive freely. No, I, can't. I, think I got too much stuff booked and, and all that right now. But... What are you going to do? So speaking, oh, because chats... you're going
0: straight down. Are you going straight down there? Do you mean up with Salvatore?
2: Yeah nice so speaking of the chats you cool. um, you created a telegram for us I was thinking about doing that a while ago a couple of times and I thought ah, I don't really have Time to do that, but I mean, I think it's good that we might as well, right? You, for that well, like that. it's easy to forward stuff back and forth. Here's Once the you're thing: in Telegram. It's easy to kind of like
0: you yeah. Know, do that. I, I'm stuck on Telegram. It's just another place to just dump shit. Um, in yeah. case the other stuff gets shut down. Is it, you,
2: is down. it because you're, is it you're getting put in the penalty box for your memes and other well, places? So well, I'm also I have some. You know, I don't want. Parola?
0: I got trouble on Twitter again, and got another little suspension. And i what? got to be careful with I Twitter. I know. I try. I'm trying. <laughs> we need Twitter. I know. I'm. I should just stop posting altogether on Twitter.
2: Just use it for getting, getting a hold of people.
0: I called Chudo a fag. Ah. Bum, bum, bum. They call it hate speech. They call me a hate speech. Ah. <laughs>
3: anyway and then i got a
0: facebook suspension too you should make a facebook profile can you i
2: don't want to make it no i don't want not there's no way i'm going on the facebook now you, don't, um, have don't, to you don't have to post you don't have to post anything show, ever that's it
0: i just want to transfer ownership of the america page no, to no you. are
2: you kidding me no I'm well not when get i was canceled.
0: suspended from facebook they wouldn't let me post on the page oh boy so how
2: long is the suspension
0: for it's over now three days but i came okay, out of the box so. swinging <laughs> <And> then,
2: <laughs> so so i saw ryan too ryan is ryan did ryan ask you like how did this discord thing get reacted? Well, okay okay here's so the, the thing. thing so that was a
0: telegram too because i've had a i've had a bunch of people contact me about starting telegram you know oh, it God. seems like one one a month you should start telegram you should start telegram and uh, I was resisting all that and we had shut down the Discord because we were setting up the Mattermost thing, which was all self-hosted and all that. And the only way we were going to get people to go through all the trouble of getting onto that was to not have all this other easier shit available. But now we got, you know, it seems like the three or four or 500 people or however many people are in the chat server, the Grimerica chat server that are in there, you know, that's we're not getting any more. So I was just like, I started the telegram and it didn't seem right to start the telegram up and not do the Discord because, you know, the people have been freaking out about the Discord for years. <laughs> Literally for two years, people have been upset about the Discord getting shut down. So well, I, mean, I, I told we, Ryan we looked, to just we, fire yeah. it back up. Fire, you know, yeah,
2: that's fine.
0: And he was talking about trying to figure out a way to maybe he can marry the two. And at least you know the chat server is up. It's viable. It's running. It's been running for two years. There's hundreds of people in it. It's super active. So if the Discord does get shut down, it's not the big big deal. We can just say I told you so.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's fine. I, I won't, won't be, be on it. Discord. I mean, I don't think I don't think we're making that much of a difference by no. like protesting and leaving no, they Discord because, because a we a don't fun. agree. I mean, but I won't use be it there. Until-
0: I personally, you know I- if you want to chat with me, you won't be able to chat with me in the Discord. I don't.
2: Well, but you know we might want I mean we could even just use that to go live. Like I was talking to Russ from the Brothers of the Serpent, and I mean they just go live on the Discord for their Discord people too. Like we could do intros like this. We could just be no, no, connected no, to Discord no, no, and live no, no, for no. people. What? No,
0: they can no. they can have their Discord, but I won't yeah. be part of it. All
2: right. If all right. they want
0: to chat with me, they can come to the slash What about
2: just doing an audio? Like what about connecting the audio to it?
0: If oh. you can do it.
2: Oh, my God. Because well, I, I would have to make
0: a Discord account to do that. What? I'm not remaking I mean, a Discord account. You're not
2: even account. there? Like, you're not even there? Like, no, I deleted asked, it can all. Can you log in uh, you to your computer? With well, I wouldn't have access
0: audience? to the fucking disk I'm not an admin. Because my, my Darren yeah, account. You can log
2: in, log in with mine then, like in your no, computer. No, Did you, it has to no, be true. You, no, you,
0: you. I No, <laughs> I don't do Discord. All right, okay hey i just asked you to make a facebook account you told me to go fuck myself are you doing a quote
2: no i don't think so
0: no quote no nothing
2: no because i'm using my phone for this and i i just don't have a quote ready all right well yeah there you
0: have it support the show grandamerica.ca slash support if you're getting some value from our lazy ramblings, uh, we're going to keep it short this week. Graham's on the road. He's on the road for a month straight, probably his longest excursion since, since going full time.
2: Oh well, yeah, by far.
0: Yeah. It'll be what? Almost a full month.
2: No, I don't it's just three
0: really weeks. Is it? So about the same as yeah. Egypt. Anyway, support the show. Grandamerica.ca slash support. Check out our other show. Greatamericaoutlaw.ca, If you want to check out some more, uh, I guess you'd say um, risqué topics. Our last one was great. Uh Isabella from whose?
2: Oh, Who's yeah, body. But I love is feedback it feedback from that? Oh yeah, time, Yeah, so, last few shows have been fantastic. Yeah, yes, there's Knowles, never been TV a better TV. time.
0: Never been a better time to check out Great America Outlaw. If you haven't, we had Chris Knowles, the Billboard Chris show was fantastic isabella was fantastic it's just been a couple of great shows in a row there's never been a better time to check it out pay that six bucks see if you like that other half other than that you can head over to grandamerica.ca that'll get you links in the menu to everything we do from audiobooks to books to tours to whatever we're up to so enjoy the chat i forget his name greg paul enjoy the chat with greg paul
2: By the way, I do a bio uh, in an intro later on. Darren and I do a big intro for each episode, so um, I'll just bring you in and, and we'll do the bio and stuff later. Okay, cool.
3: Greg Paul, thanks for joining us in Grey America. How you doing? Thanks, Graham. Um, yeah, I'm doing really well today. Thanks. How about yourself? Ah,
2: not too bad. You know, day daytime show You're with somebody across the pond. I love talking to people from all over the world so this will be uh this will be interesting
3: yeah i've been looking forward to this one
2: and of course it's a topic that i'm trying to wrap my head around like we were discussing before we started recording um you know this sovereignty common law law of the of man um so i think you're going to be able to help me kind of simplify this and wrap my head around wrap my head around it. I mean, it's such an important topic right now, right? I mean, you, it must be weird for you being involved in this for decades and then seeing it, seeing this sort of like happen to humanity and, and being involved in sort of like helping people exit the matrix. It must be pretty weird for you.
3: Yeah. The, the funny thing is I started putting together the the course that we now do in like October of 2019. Oh
2: my god, that's hilarious.
3: And so I'm I'm just envisioning this thing that's coming together after, you know, like 15 20 years of of like figuring everything out and I'm putting together this 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 thing. Um and and 2 months later the world goes crazy. Yeah, uh, and opens up like the perfect and and Now everyone at last realizes they need this thing. Exactly. Um, So it couldn't have been more divinely timed. Yeah, exactly. But it's
2: hard to write. It's just hard to, we've been sort of stuck in this paradigm for so long that we're just like, you know, the government's there and we got to pay our taxes and we got to follow these laws. It's such, it's so hard to break through. This is probably the one kind of sort of, uh, you know, structure of the matrix that must be the hardest in a, in a way.
3: Well, Yes, but because it's actually the simplest, and the simplest things are the hardest to get. Always, aren't they? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, yeah. mean, what, what drove me in all this, is, and always has driven me in all this, is that I could see from being a young, from a young age that if you sit down and play any game, you know, you learn how to play. You, play cards or you get a new board game at christmas and you you get the before you do anything you read the instructions because you can't play the thing unless you read the instructions right but there was no real rule book there was there was no rule book that came with how do i use this body this life you know it was like i've been taught these things from these this man and woman here and all the other people around around me but a lot of what they say doesn't really make sense i'm not entirely sure that that's really the rule book what is it what is the rule book for life um, and, you know, I pretty quickly figured that that was the law in one way or another. And so I think many of us come to this this place of seeing that basically some kind of understanding that law is the rule book for life. But then we get trapped into the wrong form of law. And so the question has always been for me where where that felt wrong is, where is the source of law? What is yeah. law really? And how do all these different laws interact with each other? Um, and, you know, ultimately that takes one on a very spiritual journey to yeah, find out just, who they are because the source of law is I. The source of law on this planet, source of man's law, is every man and woman individually. And what we have playing out in the world right now is is a consequence of the collective expression of law of we of mankind into this this planet into this yeah this, this place what and was that some Ch- of mankind some of mankind have had more deceptive intentions and they've managed to assert their version of what law should be their expression of law and get everyone else to agree to it but ostensibly at the heart of all of this is that any single moment, any one of the people listening to, to this, you or I, can just stop doing that and express our own law for our own life. And it has always been that way. And it'll always be that way. And the gift now, really, of what's going on in these times is that it's compelling everyone to, well, either you're going to go and... um Find yourself now in a totalitarian nightmare from which you cannot escape and, um, or you stand up and discover what it is to be a man or woman in law and express yourself, your own law, take control of your own life and face your fears. That's really what's happening.
2: Has this been acknowledged or known by people from ancient times as well? Like how far back would this philosophy go, do you think?
3: Well, it's not a philosophy. Right. It's what reality is when you get rid of all philosophies. And this right. is why it's so difficult for people to get. And this is why every other, every other thing that you've ever heard on sovereignty or common law or all of these other things about this is the way to be free. Is not it because they are all some other philosophy. Common law is another philosophy. Right, right. Um, Yeah, the idea of being a, 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 a freeman on the land or a state national or a sovereign citizen or anything else that you've heard of as a technique or a strategy or something about law is a, is a, another title, it's another trap, it's another illusion. And the question is, what remains, what is the law when you remove all of the falsity, all of the false law and false projections of false creations that man has put over the top? Right. It's really right. very simple. It's really very simple. I'm a man, you're a man. There are we of mankind on this planet. Um, we have the capacity and ability to express and uphold our own rights our own law on for our own property, that which is um, that which is ours and ours alone, that which we, we is it, as as against any other man or woman in society that which is ours, and so we have that one right what we don 't have is a right to do like all of these other human rights we don 't have the right to to um, you don't have the right to anything that you cannot express and uphold as a man or woman. You don't have them. And people are all going around saying, I have the right to this and I have the right to that. And really, we have the right to one thing, and that's to, to express our own law, wishes, and desires for our own life and property. Um, and that then can include all of the other things that we might otherwise have called rights, the right to speak freely and the right to do these other things. Um, but it comes, first of all, from us facing our own fear of expressing ourselves, of speaking what's true. And they're really very simple blocks that we actually have. And so all of the other um, concepts around sovereignty or law that exists generally some kind of fabrication to help us find a way to be more free without doing the face and affairs or without doing the thing that we actually need to do according to the real law. They're all very clever. But it's like and oftentimes we can involve ourselves in all of these different strategies and techniques. And we might even get some temporary reprieve you know, they might have some modicum of success. We might manage to get rid of a parking ticket, or we might get someone to leave us alone on our property for a little while, or whatever the thing is. But and maybe we took some extra title. Maybe we we said we're a freeman on the land, or he said we're a, a sovereign citizen, or a, a state national, or something, in order to to get that that right that what we what we claim as that right. Um but the reality, all that we do in those those situations, is, is break our balls to shift our condition in the world from being that of a pawn to that of a, a rook. When, in fact, the whole time you were the man, sat at the board, moving the rooks, the bishops, the pawns, and the king and queen. And we have got so interested in trying to shift our um, our status within the game yeah, yeah. that we're not seeing the game for what it is. Right. And most of us, we even hear this and we say, yeah, I get it. I'm not a person. Yeah, I've heard all this, right? I'm not a person. I get it. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. But no, I got that 12, 13, 14 years ago yeah, I understand the concept of not a legal person, not these things. But until, for as long as one is still willing to act as something other than simply a man. So let's say, for example, you um, are currently a teacher, Let's say you're a teacher or a doctor. It doesn't really matter. We use any example. But for as long as you live your life from a place where you are a teacher and not a, a
1: man. man or
3: woman who yeah. at, times, at times aids our sons and daughters to gain knowledge of life, and as long as you continue to be a doctor rather than a man or a woman who at times heals those of mankind of their uh, ailments, rather than and actually relate in a true, real way of who we actually are as souls behind all the facades, then we will always be in a prison and we'll never be free of it. And once you actually drop, drop through these simple lessons and into who we really are, then the rest of it, how to write notices, how to uphold one's rights for one's property, how to press a claim through a court of law, all of these things, they're actually very, very easy
2: those titles are diminishments, like you say, in your, in your intro video there to your course. Right. I mean, all these titles are yeah. diminishments. So even a farmer is, is a man who plants seeds or whatever, right. Or sows his,
3: his crops or like, it's, it's, it's really interesting to look at it that way. Yeah. Well, that's all the legal society has essentially done over the, the, the centuries is co-opt anything that is a thing and legislate it. <laughs> but, so you have to decide whether you want to be a thing anymore or not. It's that, that is the simple thing about about being, about whether one wants to be free or not. Am I going to become a thing?
2: What was your journey like a little bit up to, like you mentioned 12, 13 years ago, you mentioned that, you know, you've been sort of in this realm for decades. What was some of your journey like through all this to get to
3: where you are? it was rough um <laughs> so well, well when i first discovered like you know the how the law really worked how the banking system really worked how money came into existence how it was created as a debt how i believed at the time it's very creation to be a a, a fraudulent thing um you know, at the same time, I was also discovering how you know, the lines in the sky and the, all of these kinds of things were natural. And so um, being a very moral man, I couldn't in good conscience carry on being a part of it. So I, unlike any other sensible man or woman who slowly who accepts these things and internalizes them and then moves their life slowly away, I just walked away from everything. I canceled every direct debit and standing order. I walked away from my house building company. That was my company. I walked away. Um, And I quit using money altogether. Literally for over a year, not a pound crossed my palm. Um, While I continued with my studies, um, I mean, it was maybe over the course of a year or two to get to that, Um, you know, like of waking up. into Yeah, that takes a while, yeah. Yeah. And then um, then I walked away and continued to study everything I could find. Um, and I learned it all, you know, everything about trusts and equity and common law and all of the different things, all the different equitable remedies and all of the other the other ways that you could deal with stuff. And obviously, when you walk away from that world and there was a mortgage and, you know, Car loans and all of those other kind of things, everyone's going to come for you, so I knew that was going to happen, um, but I had this philosophy at the time I wouldn't agree with it anymore, but um, this philosophy at the time that if i um, you know, apart from the fact that each of those things are fraud, inherently fraud and therefore it would be I'd be complicit with fraud to continue paying the mortgage or continue paying these things. And also, was kind of on a bit of a spiritual journey, you know, if um, I'm just going to trust in the universe and the creator to provide what I need, I'm going to give of myself freely, I'm going to carry on doing everything I love, all the things I love to do, I'm going to do them for you, for anyone else. Um, I'll help you out doing what, do what I love. I don't want anything in return, no barter, no anything. But it's going to come back to me somehow. Right? Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. things I need will be provided, and yeah. so that was it. And so I lived like that for a year, um, and so and for another six years after that, we didn't trade my energy for money at all. Um, so we carried on um, working in service for free. It was seven years in total, just like, wow. like this. Um, um, after a year, I was allowed to receive money. I would receive it as a on a gift basis, um, and. So what happened was a whole load of of, of things that um, I ended up losing my home in a like in a kind of battle with the bank, you could say. I'd um, had I was testing everything out and trying things and finding you know seeing what seeing what worked and I thought I'd really found the key and I had kind of found half of the key, but not the other half. And so I was there like having um, kind of established if you like my right to freely use the property and having the highest claim to the use of the property but I wasn't willing to I wasn't didn't have the knowledge or ability to press my claim as one of mankind against right, men right. and women who were otherwise intending to trespass by way of theft. And so um, so we lost the, the, the they basically took a chance at the that by evicting us, I wouldn't fight back, and yeah, yeah, um, I didn't. And so that was uh, it was a very big, like, like um, learning experience. It was a very enlightening one. It was almost like letting go of everything um, as well. So, so I went through all that and went off around the world, traveling, creating all different kinds of projects to. Um, New Earth Project and um, tribunals for natural justice and all other kinds of things, all trying to like create a better world. Um, but really, had to see in the end that I was still doing the same thing that I'd been doing all along, you know, which was all in all the little ways, in all the little places where I didn't want to feel uh, to face the the most uncomfortable emotions I had inside me. I'd face a lot of fears. I, I, you know, I'd made it my thing that I was facing all my fears. But you, we, what we do is we face all the ones we're willing to face. And what we don't face is the ones that, like, what were the ones that were most difficult for me? Well, one of the most difficult ones for me was um, my fear of um, like upsetting women. Or hurting women. Yeah. And so that fear made me then like play in some addictive patterns in ways that I was not really willing to see on the surface. And so it was like it was all these subtle, there was just these subtle fears that I I wasn't willing to look at that were still controlling my life. And um, I guess it was probably only six years ago that I finally recognized all of those things. Wow. those, Those fears, those other things, looked at them. Started speaking what was really true about what I felt and thought of in every, in all the remaining corners of my life and um, I started to clear that up and get a complete picture of what the law really was and how it really worked. Um, so you know, is that when the sec it. is that
2: when the second half of the key came to you in a way is when you let, yeah. go, when you, when you really faced all those fears yeah. and that, like, that's kind of when it opened up.
3: Yeah, I mean, everything in life started to open up. There was a whole load of stuff that came then. Um, and I guess the the key in law, if you like, in terms of how to express and uphold one's rights was that um, previously I'd been operating on this belief that, that what was wrong with the world was that we were all running around making claims. Everyone was claiming too much and, you know, like... If rather than we should let go of our egos and drop all these claims that we're making and like believing that I'm this, I'm that, or whether it's a lawful, lawful claim or whatever it is, and just return to self. Um, and that was a, a belief that i have been operating on. Um, whereas actually looking at the rest of my, these, these emotional issues that I'd had going on ultimately led me to um, find other people, other other answers, um, and one of whom was John Little, who I now do the course that we offer with, um, who who was like no dude, like the foundation of your ability to uphold your rights is the claim. You need to claim them, and express them, and that's it. Um, and it was so such an obvious, simple thing that I got it in a minute. And uh, yeah, so so yeah, it's been a quite a long and. Long and interesting journey. So I've one spoken of the, about it so many times. Though.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I appreciate you going through all that. It's it's. uh I really appreciate it. It's it's good to hear the details of your past like that. So, the, are you saying that then the simple part of this is is you're laying claim to your to express your rights? Really, is that what you're is that what well, you're saying?
3: Yes, I'm saying it's very. Yeah, basically, but not that you need to. So, what we all do when we hear this, yeah, yeah, is we come out and then we start writing down, and like saying, "I have a right to this, and I have a right to that." And the bottom line is that wherever you're feeling the need, even when you learn this knowledge of how to express and uphold your rights in the world, and you're feeling a need. To declare those rights to someone, or protect yourself, like yeah, and like put up that wall. You're all ninety nine times out of a hundred doing that to um, avoid a different fear, and it's going to bite you in the ass in the end. So what we share in our course is one the simple way to express and uphold your rights is very it's a relatively small but precise amount of knowledge that you need to be able to to um express your law by way of notice to those of mankind um whoever they may be and to if it became necessary press that claim for trespass what you consider to be trespass through a a cause of law Um, on the one hand, but also to see where you are moving through life in avoidance of your fears. Because you can use this knowledge. You can take the knowledge and you can use it to avoid those fears. You can use it to avoid your fear of forced vaccinations or avoid your fear of um, you know, whatever the, your thing may be that's going on at the moment, if you've got going on, but if you do, what's going to happen is the real law is going to continue operating to grind you down. If you use knowledge, no matter what knowledge that is to avoid a fear, yeah. then the attraction that you get next week or next month or next year will be 10 times more severe and you won't be able to escape it because that's what's happening right now on this earth is we're all being ground down to be forced to face these things. So what will we really do in our our knowledge share is show people how to use the knowledge and apply it in the presence of their fears. So you have two schools of thoughts with fear, right? There's one that says, Fear is all um, about my beliefs. If I if I get rid of all of my false beliefs, then I won't have any more fear. And the other school says, no, um, your fear is you know it's in you as a consequence of things that happened to you in the past, traumatic things that happened, um, you know, some something happened and now you're afraid that's going to happen again. And so you have this kind of fear of authority or fear of this or fear of that. And the reality is that both of them are true. But 90% of the fear that most of us have are a consequence of false beliefs and ideas and things that we've been taught by, by a school system that wasn't ours, They're by being about who we are, about how the world works. All of those things are based upon false beliefs and ideas that we have and the fears that come from that. And so the knowledge that we, we share in the course addresses those, just throws those there's fears out because that's, that's the easy fears to address, right? The ones that are just based on a false belief, you, you'd let go of the belief. You get what's true about the thing. And then the fear goes, but there is still that core of fear that you have in your soul. That is a consequence of terror related to things that did happen in the past, past lives, even maybe. Well, it's an entirely different subject. Um, but certainly from the moment of your conception um, to now, that there are, there is inherent terror that will only be released by allowing to face it and feel it and feel through the grief and the things that are actually there behind it. And so, so the other part of what we do with an all is show where and how to discern between these two so that you can apply the knowledge in the right way, not act and move based upon fear anymore, but do so based upon loving motives. Um, And by doing this, what we're doing is we're clearing our own. We, it's kind of like, call it practical spirituality. It's the way to, to, it's the actual manual for how to clear up your karma in a practical sense. We, we so. how do you, what do you need to do now to not create any more karma by making choices that are based upon fears, one after another, built up on top of each other? And how do you stop, take stock and move in the right direction to to wisely and conscientiously clean up all of the that thing, the karma that you've created in, in this life. And, um, and it's very simple, really. And when you actually do it, the, the, the beautiful thing is that there's immediate positive feedback because as soon as you start to do this, your life gets better and clearer and you feel lighter and freer. And uh, that however, mm, however small your own prison walls have gotten in life, they start to get bigger and bigger and bigger by applying a very simple set of rules to, to align our life, essentially, with the, the law, the framework of law that is a given on this planet.
2: So can you give us a, some examples of, say, like what I would do or what somebody would do that wants to start sort of using this or facing their fears? Like, would would you be able to keep one foot in the matrix and one foot in this in this thing, or I mean, I guess part of my fear is that I think is that I, you know, you have to kind of go all in and exit the matrix and, and, uh, and then can you come back, you know, like is it? I know that's kind of an obscure question,
3: but I think, yeah, you know it's I not. Mean. So, so I'd love the, I love this question because, um, all it is is a fundamental misunderstanding of the nature of how it is. So you don't need to exit the system. You simply need to realize that at this point in time already, you are not in the system. You have just projected your own consciousness into it and think that you're in it. You have and always were, you are and always were, the man sat at the Monopoly board playing the pieces on the board. You never were the ship or the car or the boot and you're not now, you're not on the board, you're not in the matrix. You don't need to, it's not a case of getting, staying on the board or getting off the board. It is simply a case of recognizing the fact that you are the man who sat at the board moving all of the pieces. Now, can you, when you recognize that fact, does it mean you have to stop playing Monopoly? No. What it does mean, though, is that you are not, you are going to play Monopoly cleanly. You're not going to do things. So, so let's say um, there's a, a common misconception that man and woman is not subject to any statutory law. Now, that is the case if that man or woman has not bound themselves by their own contract to some form of statutory law. So the way the matrix works, the way the system works, is that um, government creates a set of laws, a a set of rules to govern its creations, corporations. And then men and women go out and create corporations and act through them, and they create various different expressions of those. And then we, as mankind, as mankind, we want something from one of those corporations, so we sign a contract with them. And by doing that, we become bound to whatever we sign to say. And usually, that corporation has passed upon, passed on to a man or woman, part of the statutory policy that they are obligated to to. Um, poll now if you sign something in that way then you make statute your law so statutes statutes aren't law but you as a man will make that statute your law if you sign something with a corporate entity that requires you to make it your law yeah okay so that that is playment that's how we play monopoly or well, that's how we have played Monopoly. What we really need to do is simply become conscious of where we're putting our signature on a piece of paper, exactly what we're signing for, and how we relate to those things as well. So um, there are, for example, you, if you take out a a loan, could you use some debt relief technique to get rid of a loan? Yes, I'm sure you could, not saying otherwise. But if you, as a man, go and take out a loan and you agree that you want to receive some valuable consideration and you want to agree to pay back this amount, you made an agreement. You know That's a, that's a thing. And you made that your law some ways Now you may be able to use something to get out of that, but karmically still in some way there's something there for you. Forgetting the fact that the loan may be fraudulent or whatever, just taking a clean situation where yeah, you yeah. borrowed money or That's like a good that, point. Yeah. Again. So with um sorry, I just forgot exactly forgot where I was where I was heading that
2: Well, one. with the, with the I think you, what you're going to say is um um keeping it clean like you can you can um you know that's a contract that you've made for yourself, but when it comes to not letting those contracts happen again in the future, I think is where yeah you're I know. Like
3: what, what I was what I was actually going to add was take something a situation like a bank account. So we're talking now about the actual practicalities of am I in the matrix or am I not in the matrix? Yeah, right. Well, no, you're the man at the board, but you still want a bank account. Now the bank account can only be in the name of the playing piece. It can only be in the name of the shoe. Yeah, okay. so that's what you do. You have to sign to, to, to be the shoe for the purpose of creating a bank account. But that's what you sign for, right? That's, you accept the diminishment of status to being a legal person for the purpose to create and open a bank account. Yeah. That's fine. However, that doesn't change the fact that the money that is in that account is belongs to I and man. See the difference. Yeah. 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 So. When we have the chiropractic adjustment that we really need to our consciousness simply to be able to operate as a man in the world, then all of the questions about how do I be in the matrix and do I have one foot in and one foot out? No, you, you have your feet, both feet and your ass out of the matrix like it always was. And you wisely and intentionally use the pieces that are necessary to, for you to, um, to live your life in a karmic free, honorable, clean way. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Clean way. Um, and it's very, very simple.
2: What about when it comes to stuff like government taxes that you don't agree with, or like when you realize your government's killing people and you kind of want to? How how do you handle like those situations where you want to sort of deal with taxes, or if they come at you with a mandate and you're like, no, I don't agree with this mandate. I want to keep my body uh, free of this juice. Um, Can you you know how does that happen? Then when you're when you're kind of you know you're not intentionally creating something, you're avoiding something. You know, in defense of.
3: Well, we we cover these things in the in knowledge share in great yeah. amount of detail. Yeah. But to suffice it to say that if you choose to take the title of an employee, you're going to pay income tax. If you choose to take the title of something else that by statute is defined as only as receiving, as liable to receive income, then you're going to pay income tax. If you decide to take the title of self-employed, whatever, then you're going to pay income tax. If you decide to take the title or to decide in some other way, to define the compensation you receive for your time or property as income, you're going to pay income tax, and so you should do it because income is subject to tax. So you just have to decide what um, what you're willing to define and allow your your expressions, your creations, into the world to be. Right, um, and if, if you define kept- what, what, what what labels you you are or are not willing to allow to be put upon your own compensation for your own time and energy. So I could That's
2: keep it way. as, as a man, I could stay as just a man, no title, no, no thing. And, and try and keep it clean that way in a way, if
3: I don't. Yeah. I mean, just the, you have to change. If you have that coming from any notion of I'm going to get out of I want to get out of paying taxes. Well, that's dishonorable because you've still got it inside your consciousness that, you, that there's an obligation on you to do that. And as a man or woman, you should fulfill your obligations. So if you still feel in your soul there's an obligation on you to do those things and you're trying to get out of something, it's going to bite you in the ass. If you actually see the fact that the, no one, no one is trying to get tax from a man or woman, No one ever has done. No one's been doing that. People have been trying to trick we of mankind into taking a title of something, a person or something else, so that, and, and thereby us choose to become subject to a whole load of other things. We didn't have to do that. No one asked us to. Certainly there was a lot of nefarious actors tried to trick us into doing that, and it might have worked for a long time. But it's on us not on anyone else and you could stop really simply you don't have to battle you don't have to battle to do things you just have to, to stop doing the things that are out of harmony with the law
2: can you t- tease that apart a little bit what if my what if my soul didn't didn't agree with these obligations you know like what if i had sort of i think what, you know I think you know where I'm going right now with this. Like, I mean, how do you, uh, how do we support? How do we uh, stop supporting a, a government that's, like, I mean, let's just use it. Like, honestly, that like government that's that's killing people. I mean, how how do you, if you, if you've sort of reconciled it in your mind that, like, look, I've I've paid taxes all these years. I wanna I wanna stop uh, participating in this charade of a government tax system like
3: yeah well i would first of all if i would could if i was a man or woman coming to the realizations that my tax dollars had been paying for genocide and all of these other things over many years i would probably spend a serious and well i did spend a serious amount of time in a state of real repentance about that i cried about it a lot the amount of harm that I had done in the past by, by doing that. And, like, if you allow yourself to actually feel about that, I mean, that's, it's, it's really very little different than going and doing some of those actions ourselves, the genocidal things, the, um, you know, the, the putting fluoride in people's water, whatever it could be, any, the, the plethora of things that are happening. It doesn't make any difference whether you go do them yourself or whether you pay someone. If I, you know, if, if, uh, if I sent someone, if I hired someone to, um, to murder you. Yeah. I would be the one that would be, would go to prison. Right. Yeah. Same thing. So like we really need to own and take responsibility for what we've been doing. Um, and if you did, if anyone that is currently, it's not a case of how do I stop? It's like, look at what you've done. Look at the consequences of what you've done. And if you allow yourself to do that, you will cry about that for months about what you've just allowed to happen, what you've paid for to happen. And you'll never do it again and you'll find the way. Right. Just stop. <laughs> you, you, you'll just not do that. You'll see yes. that. Uh, the, the simple thing, you'll start to see the, the look for the ways, why, how how people have been extracting that from you you'll be able to finally hear the very simple words I'm saying and then just stop and apply and, and, and be free of that. Using your like own I base. say, we, we've offered, we, we put together a, a 10 week knowledge share to take people through this experience. Right, right. Start to finish of that. Um, so that by the end, you just pop out the top of yourself. Like, fuck, what have I been doing? for the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And okay, now that was a bad dream. Um, like I'm really, I'm I'm really sorry about the things that I, I supported. Um, and now I know how not to do it. Yeah.
2: Which is still intangible to me, right? It's hard for me to wrap my head around that. I mean, I, I try and try and be, you know, uh, forget the titles and the, and the positions, and the corporations, and just act as a man. Yeah, it's well, it's hard to it's hard to logistically because it it must be a little bit different in each country in each kind of culture. I mean, some mm, cultures it might already be almost no.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, we got people from um, from pretty much everywhere, really. Like, probably more than a hundred countries now um most of which are civil law countries wow uh you know where the the common law trial by jury and all of that stuff doesn't really exist you see because the principles of of law the 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 rule book for life the the actual matrix behind all of creation that's the same everywhere it doesn't change because man's law changes over the top of it Bottom line is that wherever you are in the world, the lead, the, the system, the legal society breeds upon controversy. Only where there is no controversy, it cannot adjudicate. That's interesting. That's okay. That's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at. So, if so when you understand that principle, then and and you walk and your every breath, you're thinking, how can I remove controversy? That's all clearing up your own karma is doing. Yeah, saying. How do I, in a practical sense, how do I remove the controversy from this situation? And that doesn't matter whether it's with your your woman or your man at home or your kids, your parents, or whether it's with a man who at times acts as a, um, a judge or an IRS agent or a police officer. The same principle always applies. How can I remove controversy? When you remove controversy, there is nothing to adjudicate. There is nothing to, um, to, there is no way to hook you or anyone else. And that principle can be applied anywhere on earth. It doesn't matter whether you can press your claim before a jury of your peers or not. You won't need to, if you understand how to remove controversy at every turn. Yeah. I remember you talking about this in a way it's, um,
2: it's in defense instead of in a way, I, I don't know. I've got a note here about this and it's, it's like, well, instead of, yeah, you really, you, you lay it out as far as reality and fiction, you know, and the reality is that's going to harm you based on this fiction that they think. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, because it doesn't mean you're being a cuck or it doesn't mean you're being a uh, passive or it doesn't mean you have to go along and agree with everything when you remove controversy, right? It means you're sort of turning it around, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Um, it's funny when you, whenever you want to think of a good example for something, you can't think of one, can you? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. used to dealing with people all the time who come with their little stories and then there's yeah. that. That, yeah, You know, that thing to resolve. But.
2: Well, and it's even hard for me exactly. to think of like where I, I think th- for me, the 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 thing that sort of just stands out all the time now is that it's just this sort of these mandates, this jab stuff, right? It's kind of like, well, hey, uh, you know, they're going to fire me because of this or or they won't let me travel because of this. I mean, how do you remove the controversy from those kinds of things? I mean, that seems to be what's highlighted this sort of lack of freedom oh, okay, or, or the, yeah. or the, okay, or the, so. or the Or the tyranny that's happening right now, because, you know, it's one thing being inside the system, but when the system starts to close in around you and say, hey, you must do something that's actually even not based on science, but they're claiming it is, you know, that kind of thing.
3: Yeah. So, um, let's say, um, so each situation is different. So, let's say you are an employee and you're in a situation of being an employee uh, and your employer requires, says um, no, to carry on working here, you need to take a vaccine, for example. Um, now, you can, how do you remove the controversy from that situation? Because you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna put an experimental substance inside you. At the same time, um, or well, what I would do if I was in that situation, because I am acting as an employee. I have taken the lowest, I have decided voluntarily to become the lowest form of slave on this planet at the moment. And therefore I would, you know, accept that and I'd say, well, you know, I, cause I wouldn't want to, to, to just be at odds with my, you know, the person that I worked for, the man that I work for. So I'd say, yeah, well, you know, I believe that, um I believe that to take that vaccine would would cause me harm in fact i'm I'm certain that to take that vaccine would cause me harm and here's the evidence of that um, I really don't want to to make any um, i really don't want to to create a controversy with you so if there's something else that I can do to make you feel um you feel safe, then um, please let me know what that is, and maybe I can, maybe I can, maybe I can work from home. Maybe I can do these things. See, when we're an employee, rather than just sticking up a wall and saying no, I'm not going to do this, and you can do that, you can simply say um, I'm going to. Um, I'll consider it to be trespass by way of harm if you, or I consider it to be trespass by way of extortion if you say that I'm going to. Lose my job if I don't take this vaccine. Um, you can do that, but it's quite it's quite oppositional, right? It's not really, um, and you can press that home. But in in doing that, you're also kind of avoiding something. And what are you trying to avoid in yourself? And so, in each in each situation, for each of us, we find it something very different. We both have a very different. We each have a very different set of emotional injuries. So we. Kind of share about how to you know express how to write a notice sequence to in that kind of situation, to to um, oppose a, a, a vaccine mandate, for example, but then to to remove the controversy in the specific situation as to depending on that how that looks for you.
2: And and me being harmed or believing that I'm going to be harmed is harmful to the company. I mean, you could also say, well, hey, like if I'm harmed, then I can't perform my duties as an employee either. I mean, there's all. Can you can you throw? Well, you can, know, can make you extend kind, it to you, them.
3: You could make those kind of things. But I would like I'd steer clear of like
2: speculation um, like
3: that. Yeah, like trying to please. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah well. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's such a weird. Well, I would generally say that the, the the main thing in all of this is to use these situations that come up in our lives to grow from them emotionally, and know ourselves more, our fears and our terrors and our grief and our things that are in, in uh, uh, hiding behind all of those things. So. Um You know, at this time, if I was, I, I don't give advice, but if I was going to give advice to a man or woman who found themselves in a situation with their, their employer around vaccine mandates, considering that this whole thing, the only reason government has any power in the first place is because we've abrogated our own... Mm, responsibility for taking care of ourselves. The first and foremost is stop being an employee. Why are you an employee? What is it about your own um, self-worth that prevents you from putting forth your own gift into the world and receiving compensation in the private as one of kind? What is it that stops you from doing that? So I see what you mean. That's the bigger, that's the bigger question. It's like, it's like we can get, yeah. And sometimes Sometimes one, like, so there might be one man or woman who's very timid, very shy, and they're an employee, And right? So the very best thing they can do, and, like, I would say to them, the very best thing you can do is go and stand up to this um, bully who's trying to get you to take a, a vaccine. And maybe that's the most powerful thing they can do to go and confront those and, and like, to go and confront the man behind the curtain, right, and, like, and stand up to him and learn that they've got some, they're not uh, like inherently powerless. Most of us have got something else going on though, or a lot of us have got something else going on. We've, we've expressed some kind of other false power into the world in a very different way. We're, we like being angry. We like doing all these other kinds of things. We need to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, look, like being a victim even right now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So we need to look at the situations that come in our life and stop trying to reject them. I'm trying to think, how do I make this situation go away and start saying, what do I need to learn from this? How can I become more of a real integrated man or woman by this situation? See, that's all that's happening here is that we call this, we call our, our knowledge share the law for mankind. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talk about how we are man and woman, but essentially really we're not yet. We are, we are little boys and girls on a path to becoming a man or woman. And what is a man? Yeah, like you look at how we act with each other, you know, how we interact with each other generally. And mostly it's like, whenever there's, there's emotional stuff going on between us, we're really just children in the schoolyard. And we're playing that out in these dynamics with people all over our life. And so the all we really need to do to be free is to actually learn to be a man or a woman, and to take responsibility for all of those things and say, Where am I still a child? Where am I avoiding stepping up and being a, a man or a woman? Where am I where am I still acting like a child? And, and where am fit- I hiding? Where am I? Whatever.
2: Do you think that, or do you see that once people start doing this, that things aren't as bad as you thought they were going to be, or you were freer than you thought you were? I mean, I feel like we get caught up in narratives right now where uh, it's way worse on our phone than it is in real life, or it's way worse out there on the other side of the world than it is uh, here. Like, and it's coming here, you know, all these sort of like, sort of fear narratives, whichever side you're on, I mean, it might be you're on the side of you're scared to death of COVID, or you might be scared to death of the jab or the tyranny or the digital currency or whatever. Like, do you find that once people sort of go through this, they, they just realize that it's not quite as bad as they thought.
3: Yeah. Well, every time you actually face a fear, like life gets better. Yeah. Like tangibly and noticeably. Yeah. Now we see, what most of us are not actually afraid of is we're not really afraid of, um, like, forced vaccinations. We're not really afraid of, um, like, you know, medical mandates, and we're not really afraid of, um, like, a totalitarian state and, um, you know, daddy government. We're not really afraid of these things. What we're afraid of is... facing our own is, is feeling our own grief of having been overpowered in the past. Okay, so it's a powerlessness right, right. thing. We feel right. we feel in some way powerlessness, powerless in our own, our own soul. And so rather than feel when you see when you allow yourself to actually feel powerlessness, that's not to stay in this powerless state. I don't mean that. I mean to actually look at what it is. You'll notice that the actual feeling is grief about the fact that you that you were overpowered in your life? that's some key developmental moments and times. And when you actually stop doing all the actions out in the world to avoid your powerlessness i e be afraid of forced vaccines and reject them and all of those kinds of things, then you'll and you you, feed, you allow yourself to feel those things, then you become um, no longer Powerless. You also don't become powerful because most people who feel powerful uh, have just found a a different way of coping with their powerlessness by a more aggressive means. So when you allow yourself to feel those things, you just drop through both sides of that. It doesn't matter which side you're coming from, drop through it. You're neither powerful nor powerless. You're simply I, man. That doesn't have a fear of these things because no one can, no, no one has the power to, to um dictate you, who you are as a soul. Yeah. And the more you start, the more you deal with those emotions that are inside yourself, the more you start to live life as an experience as a soul who has his spiritual bodies and his physical bodies. To walk through the light world with, not as an intellectual concept, but because the soul is an emotional being, and when you get straight emotionally inside, that's how you feel as you walk through the world. And therefore, whenever you relate to a man or woman who at times acts as some agent, someone who would be a doctor or a, um, you know, a government agent, you relate to them as as that little child that's in them that's like oh my god he's just a little boy that didn't actually that still is powerless and like you're not afraid of a little boy that's powerless and just expressing that powerlessness can he do something to harm your you know and harm your physical body yeah he can he can but you're not gonna have fear of that anymore either and so because you're not having fear of it it's not likely to be your attraction either right, right? and the more and more you go into this the more clearer you get and the questions that you would have about what's it like then? What's it like to not have a fear about this? And what's it like when, when I don't have these illusions, it's, it's not um, the further you be more, you become integrated, the less spiritual it becomes because it all comes down into this body and integrates. There's nothing high about it. The, the the more developed your spiritual condition gets the more grounded you feel the more ordinary you feel and the less like the less any notion of these spiritual experiences that one has as a high thing they become integrated so oh, yeah. the the most the most profound spiritual experience you've ever had in your life becomes something that is is a part of your momentary experience and therefore it doesn't feel high or, or blissful or remarkable anymore it just is your normal integrated state and so the more you do but the way that you integrate those things is not by continuing to meditate and do yoga and do all of the other things it's by dealing with the monster under the bed yeah and then it just comes home and integrates Uh, That's fascinating. Um, um, It's
2: interesting. Yeah. Following you, there's a spiritual process that'll sort of end up grounding you in this, in this uh, physical existence. That's interesting. Yeah.
3: Hmm. So the reality is that the way to navigate the legal society uh, is the same way as is the same rules, the same thing to do as how to heal your soul and clear your karma. It's the same process. Remove controversy, come to peace, bring forth remedy. Okay. Everywhere you go. Interesting. Feel everything, tell the truth, and keep moving. You could boil a whole journey down into six words. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the truth, everything you can see, find, and feel about yourself. Speak what's true. Feel everything that that triggers, and then move. Don't stay sat still and stuck. And that's it. So that's yeah. if you do that, that, you do that, you, you never, you, you, you get, you move fast.
2: Yeah. I love that. Do you, do you think we covered everything here? Or?
3: Well, I think that's, um, I think we certainly spot. covered that. Yeah. yeah. The bones. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty,
2: it's a pretty good spot to probably end there on your, on your the yeah. six, uh, six pieces there. So how do people find your work and, and take this course and get more involved in this?
3: Where, I yeah, mean, we'll put well, it
2: all in the show notes. But it's good if people don't uh, look at the show notes to hear hear the exact website and stuff.
3: Yeah, sure. It's thesovereignsway.com. Um, it's a private membership club, so um, you can see very little without actually joining up. We bring every man and woman into the private, um, and yeah, you from there you can you can find the, the your way into the the knowledge share very easily. It's a ten week. Um, deep dive discovery into who you are as a man or woman and how to remove controversy, bring forth peace and remedy to your life and everything around you, Uh, the, the real way to be free and shift the perspective on what's really happening in the world and your place and relation to it. And this is how we, this is the only way we change it. Whatever we do, as an individual or a group to oppose the current status quo is going to to um, aggrandize it in some way. It's going to make it bigger, like what it's you resist persists, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like um, it's like Tai Chi, right? When some or, or Kung Fu, when someone comes at you when someone comes at you and like, like lunges at you the whole art is is to like kind of take that energy and move it back and, and put it put it back where it came from that's all we need that's all we need to learn how to do is, is dance like that we don't want to attack something when you attack someone and uh, then they are going that they they can absorb that energy they can use your energy. You know, we need to stop doing that and removing remove the controversy and come to peace so and as we do that, as each man or woman starts to do that in their life, then we remove that is what re- reduces and diminishes the power of government on this planet yeah it has power at the moment relative to the The number of people that give their emotional energy to it. So we have to withdraw that and come clean within ourselves. And yes, it's important to create alternative groups and communities and systems and these kinds of things. But if you're still afraid of daddy government while you're doing it, or you're doing that to avoid your fears of that, then it's not going to work. It's going to be another thing that the government will oppose and will help make it bigger. Yeah, you have to deal with the monster under the bed. And as each of us do this, we get free.
2: Have you seen a pretty big shift in the last couple of years? Sorry, have you seen a pretty big shift in the last couple of years?
3: Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, the amount of people that are actually now willing, I mean, there was no one before a couple of years ago. there was no one that was willing to look at themselves really in a truly earnest way. yeah, there were there were quite a lot of people on a spiritual journey, but mostly on a, a journey of spiritual bypassing, finding spiritual techniques to avoid themselves <laughs> Now, for the very first time. There's actually might be still be a small percentage, but there's actually a like a core of people who are really willing to look at themselves and move. And it's these people that will change the world. That's interesting. Maybe you're mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's fascinating. Maybe you're one of them. Yeah
2: well i feel like in some ways i've gone through some of this work unconsciously in some ways i'm still trapped in in the other paradigm i you know it's i've been through recovery addiction recovery and stuff so there's been a lot of like step work you know let's say year many years ago a lot of sort of like trying to look at at my own part in things which i think has really helped but i'm still also stuck in this in this resistance mode
3: against things
2: so yeah, I, I, well, the, yeah. the same
3: the- the beauty of the law is that even when it comes to a, it, like it makes addiction recovery like a piece of cake. Yeah. Because, because as soon as you are willing to look at the, sim- the emotional reason, what that was driving the addiction in the first place, there is no desire left to do it. So we don't have to go through a 12-step process anymore. We don't have to go through all of the other things. We simply have to apply the knowledge of law in relation to ourself And it becomes like an expansive and beautiful process to go through. Um, Yeah. That's that's the message I want to share with the world really about how, how beautiful life can get fast. All right. Thanks. If we look in the right places.
2: Thanks, Greg. It's been a great chat. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let you know when it comes out and uh, we'll put links in the show notes to everything and, and good luck uh, teaching people this in the future. Thank you. And we'll be in touch. Hey buddy. See ya.
1: (gasps) through the red race take a look at the big old smile on my face kicking around down by the pool of narcissists the people are many they preen themselves oh how they navel gaze somewhere over that hill the gloomy skies to exist I'm climbing that hill I pass by and pity the poor Sisyphus I go into hyperdrive turn into a beam of light I'm strolling down aesthetic electric Avenue the people are predictable they say good morning how do you do When out of nowhere, a randomly pure angel in the crosswalk bumps into me And in doing so, knocks all the evil and all the wind out of me And it's black as tar, ugly as ever, and of no apology This angelic mama sings heavenly of the truest theology. Together we're a seraphim dream, forever young with no chronology. Thousand years from now, we'll be written into ancient mythology. We go into hyperdrive and turn into a beam of light. Can you tell me about the view up there? Sparkling, remarkably, the air is crystal clear. Well, please, won't you tell me what it takes to transcend this place? A little bit of heart and a whole lot of soul. Take a look at the big old smile on my face. As my angel says, dance with me, and your life will never, ever, ever be dull. I go into hyperdrive. Turn into a beam of light. 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 Turn into a beam of light turn into a beam of light.